This is our devotional commentary for Judges chapter 15. I'm Pastor Doug Corlew. Welcome to the Abide Podcast, where we daily begin with the reading of God's Word. After some days, at the time of wheat harvest, Samson went to visit his wife with a young goat, and he said, I will go in to my wife in the chamber. But her father would not allow him to go in. And her father said, I really thought that you utterly hated her, so I gave her to your companion. Is not her younger sister more beautiful than she? Please take her instead. And Samson said to them, This time I shall be innocent in regard to the Philistines when I do them harm. So Samson went and caught three hundred foxes and took torches. And he turned them tail to tail and put a torch between each pair of tails. And when he had set fire to the torches, he let the foxes go into the standing grain of the Philistines and set fire to the stacked grain and the standing grain, as well as the olive orchard. Then the Philistines said, Who has done this? And they said, Samson, the son-in-law of the Timnite, because he has taken his wife and given her to his companion. And the Philistines came up and burned her and her father with fire. And Samson said to them, If this is what you do, I swear I will be avenged on you, and after that I will quit. And he struck them hip and thigh with a great blow. And he went down and stayed in the cleft of the rock of Edom. Then the Philistines came up and encamped in Judah and made a raid on Lehi. And the men of Judah said, Why have you come up against us? They said, We have come up to bind Samson, to do to him as he did to us. Then three thousand men of Judah went down to the cleft of the rock of Edom and said to Samson, Do you not know that the Philistines are rulers over us? What then is this that you have done to us? And he said to them, As they did to me, so have I done to them. And they said to him, We have come down to bind you, that we may give you into the hands of the Philistines. And Samson said to them, Swear to me that you will not attack me yourselves. They said to him, No, we will only bind you and give you into their hands. We will surely not kill you. So they bound him with two new ropes and brought him up from the rock. When he came to Lehi, the Philistines came shouting to meet him. Then the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon him, and the ropes that were on his arms became as flax that has caught fire, and his bonds melted off his hands. And he found a fresh jawbone of a donkey, and put out his hand and took it, and with it he struck one thousand men. And Samson said, With the jawbone of a donkey, heaps upon heaps, with the jawbone of a donkey have I struck down a thousand men. As soon as he had finished speaking, he threw away the jawbone out of his hand, and that place was called Ramoth-Lehi. And he was very thirsty, and he called upon the Lord and said, You have granted this great salvation by the hand of your servant. And shall I now die of thirst and fall into the hands of the uncircumcised? And God split open the hollow place that is at Lehi, and water came out from it. 
And when he drank, his spirit returned, and he revived. Therefore the name of it was called An-Hakor. It is at Lehi to this day. And he judged Israel in the days of the Philistines 20 years. Is Judges 15 supposed to be tragic or funny? I might say it's tragically funny. It certainly wasn't funny for the 300 foxes, nor for Samson's wife and father-in-law, but every Israelite must have found the entire Samson narrative at least mildly humorous. With subtle but powerful irony, the Philistines become the object of one long Israelite joke. Every move they make seems to backfire. Each success is followed by unmitigated disaster, as Samson always manages to get the upper hand and make them look stupid. He is playing with them. Other judges led armies, but Samson is a one-man wrecking crew. Strong and wild, creative, unpredictable, and apparently unstoppable. As the chapter begins, Samson is in the mood for love. He's come back for his Philistine bride, eager to consummate the marriage, only to be informed by her dad that she now belonged to the best man. Samson retaliates against the whole community, catching and pairing 300 foxes or jackals, and then tying torches to their tails and watching them run frantically through the fields, burning up all the grain. The Philistines fight fire with fire, burning up his wife and her father. Ironically, this was the fate that she tried to avoid by betraying Samson in the previous chapter. He avenges his loss by striking down many Philistines, and then he rests in the cleft of a rock. At this point, the real tragedy of the chapter takes place as 3,000 men of Judah, threatened by the Philistines, find Samson and ask him their pitiful questions. Do you not know that the Philistines are rulers over us? What then is this that you have done to us? Wow, the tribe that formerly engaged in battle after battle, back in chapter 1, they're now a bunch of spineless wimps. They accept their bondage, and they see their deliverer as a threat to peace. They can't even imagine the possibility of freedom. Samson's reply is classic. Borrowing a line from the Philistines in verse 10, he then nonchalantly replies, As they did to me, so have I done to them. How can I help it if they always overreact? Oddly enough, Samson agrees to be handed over to the Philistines, but just when they are sure he is ready to cry uncle, Samson beats some sense into their heads with a donkey's dentures. They just can't win. A thousand Philistines are killed that day, and Samson commemorates his victory with a humorous pun. It's difficult to capture in English, but... One rendering comes close. It goes like this. With the jawbone of an ass, I have piled them in a mass. Appropriately, he names the place Jawbone Hill. But as the closing verses show, Samson is anything but self-sufficient. 
Salvation belongs to the Lord, and only by His Spirit does Samson prevail. Thanks for listening to the Abide Podcast. For more information about Summit Church of Alta, go to summitefc.com. And I'll meet you again next time as we abide living daily in the Word.